Hello and welcome to Media MD, your weekly dose of media that you have somehow missed. I'm Ruben Morehouse. And I'm Elliot Diebold. And uh, this week, again, it's one of our off-week content pieces. Um, we're in the middle of our The Princess Bride reread. Elliot, how's it going? Uh, pretty good. Um, I'm, I, I'm trying to remember how many pages are. I'm like, I'm like 70 pages in. I'm not quite halfway, but right, I'll get there. Cool. <laughs> um, anyway, so while, while we're giving Elliot more time to get more than 70 pages in, we decided we'd take a look <laughs> at a piece of obscure uh, internet content for our Down the Rabbit Hole series. Um, Elliot, why don't you talk about this one? Yeah, um, so this is Yu-Gi-Oh! The Abridged series, um, and it is mm. not actual Yu-Gi-Oh! because I, I don't know where it's at now, but there's probably like 30 different kinds of Yu-Gi-Oh! shows, so I think people would f- be forgiven for thinking that it's just the latest incarnation of actual Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> of a Yu-Gi-Oh! cartoon, yep, sure. Um, no, this is like, it's a YouTube series, uh, and basically what the guy does is he cuts each Yu-Gi-Oh! episode into... Uh, like five to ten minutes and sort of redoes all the voices and sort of writes his own plot and it, it and writes jokes and it just mm. turns it into this funny parody I guess would be the best word of um, Yu-Gi-Oh with all sorts of pop culture references and stuff as well we should mention that you say that as though this is still contemporary um, and I guess kind of it is I actually just looked at the wiki and this it says number of episodes seventy seven as of October fifteenth two thousand and seventeen. So some of this is still coming out every once in a while, I guess. Um, but this is from like over ten years ago, right? Yeah, well, because I mean, I should I should clarify. I think the last time I actually watched the episode was back in like two thousand and ten, and I've actually spent mm. the last four years sort of every month saying I need to rewatch Yu Gi Oh the Bridge series and catch up <laughs> because I back when I was watching it in like oh nine and oh ten I probably watched every episode like 20 times um mm. i loved it and i i think i dropped out because he he started uploading episodes very intermittently um because i think like the creator sort of was going through a divorce and 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 a whole bunch of like really personal stuff that i, I don't think he, he went into all the details because like mm. you know it's his personal stuff yeah sure um but it, it affected the release schedule and i sort of dropped off and and never got back into it and that's something i want to do um very much because this is funny yeah (laughs) let's talk about i mean we'll talk about the actual thing in a bit but i just want to point out it is weird to me that this is still coming out because like i did rewatch some of this like a month ago maybe um first like 20 or 30 episodes they're like i don't know six minutes long each or something like that yeah maybe that's underestimating they're short um and so i watched a bunch of them it's so like 2006 you know it's very much a product of the time yeah i must have watched a lot of it in like 2007 and i remember i remember laughing at a lot of the pop culture references and maybe Mm. if i go back and watch it now i'll be like wait what is that referring to i don't (laughs) know more than 10 years out of date yeah uh that's a good point i I hadn't considered that but yeah i because i remember looking it up in like 2013 or something and seeing it had stopped but maybe he picked it up again Mm. because this was um i mean this was the original thing uh that sort of did this but he did spawn i mean i think uh, there was a Dragon Ball abridged series that became quite popular. Yeah, this this is a. It's interesting because sometimes things like this that are so unique, like creations, spawn their own subgenres of like culture. Yeah, <laughs> the anime uh, dub abridged series 
thing is is something that was spawned just because of Yu-Gi-Oh! The Abridged Series and its success, right? Yeah, uh, and I mean, I, I remember, like, trying to watch, like, somebody started a Pokemon one, and I watched, like, yeah. two episodes of that, and it was absolutely terrible. <laughs> and, 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 you know, you know and, then there, and there were probably, like, I mean, you know, knowing YouTube, there were probably about 50 attempts at starting a Pokemon The Abridged Series. Oh, yeah, of course. Or any anime the abridged series um yeah you know what it reminds me of elliot this is going to be a super deep cut that i think only you will get and maybe like a very small proportion of audience um the the cw vs arrow episode summary things you know yeah you know yeah, about? yeah i mean i and i remember getting into those and thinking this is just like still cut versions of the abridged series it was very similar and and yeah. those weren't limited to the um the the CW verse. So this sort of became a thing on Reddit. I think it started yeah. there, but um mm. what sort of took off on Reddit was this thing of for for TV shows uploading um a series of stills from the most recent episode and sort of yeah, doing the same thing, abridging like annotating them. the content yeah. and and filling it with jokes. Yeah, like having characters say very self-referential or kind of meta-aware yeah. jokes about kind of criticisms with the show or whatever it is. Exactly. Uh, and so I know Game of Thrones had a big one. Um, yeah. I mean, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which we've talked Agents about on this podcast yeah. not that long ago, has one that's fairly popular as well. So I, I, as far as I'm aware, it was pioneered with, with those CW ones just because they're so easy to sort of self-referentially mock. Yeah. That, and I'm going to say this again, and I say this every time we do a Down the Rabbit Hole episode. It's great how weird content <laughs> could just be spawned from the internet. <laughs> I love it. Um, so let's talk about Yu-Gi-Oh! The Abridged Series, right? Yeah. Um, so I mean, in terms of a plot summary, it, it. I mean that that's kind of a weird thing to do because you're summarizing the plot of something that's summarizing <laughs> that's the plot, summarizing of, the plot of, <laughs> uh, of of an anime. Um, yeah, but sure. basically, it just follows the story of Yu Gi Oh. Um, but honestly, I don't think that really matters. Like, you don't need to be familiar with Yu Gi Oh. I think that it helps with some of the jokes. Have you ever seen any Yu Gi Oh stuff? Yeah, I did follow the the first. I, I don't know, I guess you call it a season. I, I, I was mm. quite familiar with the whole, the bit where they're on the island and, and there's yeah. the, the bad guys, Pegasus, and then mm-hmm. didn't really ever watch the anime when they went to Kaiba's city tournament yeah. thing. But I still watched the abridged series well into that tournament and still found a lot of it very rewarding. So I don't I don't think knowledge of the Yu-Gi-Oh parts of it is super necessary. It probably helps with bits, but yeah, you get around it. I, I haven't. I haven't ever watched any of the Yu-Gi-Oh anime, but I used to actually play Yu-Gi-Oh cards, right? And so I was sure. like aware of the structure of how the card games worked and like who who all these characters were roughly and like what a blue eyes white dragon means. <laughs> like I, I feel like there's a lot of stuff in there that is just complete nonsense. <laughs> One of the things he talks about in the abridged series is uh the the anime took a lot of liberties with the rules of the card <laughs> oh, games. Oh, yeah, I don't know how sure. much that helped you. Well, but if someone makes a joke about if someone makes a joke about how little the rule, like this show follows the rules of the card game, that joke kind of really only lands if you know that they're breaking the rules of the card game. Right? Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. Um, so I do think not knowing anything about it will probably hinder your enjoyment of it a bit, but it, it's just so, it's a very ridiculous uh, show, right? Yeah, well, I, yeah. And, and so, I mean, you know, there's a lot of material, like, especially there's there's great bits where he just intertwines his stuff with just actual clips from the show like and it'll just mm. sort of say down the bottom this is the actual dialogue because <laughs> this is unedited dialogue yeah yeah because it's kind of it, it's more ridiculous than anything he could think to put there uh yeah. so the one that springs to mind is is in episode two or three 
uh, two people have stowed away on a ship and they're just having a conversation and then one of them sort of stands up and points at the sunrise and says, in a few hours, the sun will rise. <laughs> and and he just included that in his thing because he was like, he couldn't think of anything stupider to put in that sentence except like what, what the actual <laughs> what show the had there. actually said. Yeah, one of my favorite examples, that is a great one. One of my favorite examples is... um. There's one part where one of the characters is dueling like a kind of zombie-themed baddie. Um, yeah. And they make the joke, you don't stand a ghost of a chance. Oh, yeah. And he... <laughs> Which is such a nonsense pun. And it doesn't even work because he's zombies. He's not even <laughs> ghost. It's not even good. And then there's just a supercut of all the times that the characters say that exact line as a pun. It's like yeah. six or seven times of different characters just saying, this time you don't stand a ghost of a chance. And it's just <laughs> such nonsense. It's classic. It's good times. Yeah, because one thing, like not being super familiar with, with anime sort of stuff in general, um, as well as Yu-Gi-Oh specifically, mm. it, I, I'm not sure how much of those terrible original lines are just because of the English dubbing and how much uh, just terribleness in the mm. original anime. Because um, obviously, I yeah. think even in Japan, the anime is mostly made for kids. So yeah. um, it's obviously not going to be like, you know, like Oscar worthy. Yeah, and and so that's something that's kind of touched on in the show a lot where the English dub of the of the cartoon is is done by a network I think called Four Kids and they do a lot of weird like censorship things. Um so there's one part where two kind of guards are, ki- are like abducting someone and they have guns in the original version but in the like Four Kids the English version those were uh, re- redrawn to be walkie-talkies <laughs> and so it's these two oh like, guard my god i know that scene walkie-talkies at somebody <laughs> and it's just like and obviously like characters remark on how nonsensical this is because that's the kind of vibe of the show but that okay see because i'm i'd forgotten that joke but i remember watching that scene because they point the walkie-talkies at people as they're chasing them and i never <laughs> understood that like <laughs> Yeah. That makes so much that makes so much sense. I didn't I didn't realize the censorship sort of went that was that thorough. Yeah, no, it is. Um and just before we started recording, I was I was learning that something that's known about in the show called the Shadow Realm, which is this place that people yeah. kind of it's like the this analogous like hellscape place. Yeah, it's sort of a purgatory <laughs> type Yeah, type like a thing. purgatory yeah. Kind of, yeah. Was just completely in- introduced by four kids because it was their way of of toning down the violence in the cartoon. When someone like died or got injured in the Japanese version, in the English version, they were just like, "Oh, he got sent to the shadow realm." <laughs> I mean, is that better though? Like, really, because like, <laughs> being <laughs> excommunicated to a different plane, yeah. you're just alone and sort of miserable forever. So, like, yeah, is yeah, that actually not, worse than death? Technically, like... fine. <laughs> it's the kind of like American sensationalist. Um, uh, media where it's like nudity is okay but violence isn't okay like as long as you're not showing violence then it's totally fine no matter how existentially terrifying (laughs) it may conceptually be um so here's something i don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast i can't remember what it's called it's called something like ghost stories a japanese i'm pretty sure you told me about it elliot a japanese uh anime that they never got a proper English dub. And what they did was they kind of auctioned off the rights to the English dub and the people who bought it just kind of re-plotted the whole thing. So they just like improvised with voice actors new lines to all the show. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I know. I've, I've never heard of this. It definitely wasn't me, but that you, sounds hilariously terrible. This. I, I swear we could have talked about it on the podcast. It, it reminds me of, um, of the Bridge series. All right, let me explain it properly. <laughs> so <laughs> it was a Japanese anime 
uh, a kind of middling success one, not not very successful, about kids at a high school kind of investigating the supernatural, right? And okay. it, it never got an English dub, but the kind of Japanese production company were trying to make money from it, and so they sold the rights to the English dub for it. Um, and the people who bought it for very cheap bought it with the condition that they didn't have to keep any of the original dialogue. So they didn't translate it. What they did was they improvised all new dialogue <laughs> with with voice actors to co- connect animation. And so it's this it's this vibe of like people just making shit up and and, and trying to connect animated <laughs> scenes in the loosest way possible, which leads to a hilarious anime. Um, and that's the same vibe that you know, the Abridged series gives me, where it's like yeah. it's not trying to be a faithful you know, um, homage to the show or whatever. It's it's just trying to poke fun at kind of the ridiculousness of the animation and the plot. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's one guy, like, there's a character in, Yu- in Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, in season one whose sort of thing is that he dresses up in an American flag all the time and, like, mm. it, and, and he's American in the in the show and he's always yeah. wearing sunglasses, even in this cave. And so, like, and it's never addressed in the original show, but in the abridged series, they sort of come in and 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 the they're sort of all pointing out, like, why are you wearing sunglasses in a cave? Like, this is completely unnecessary. <laughs> um, yes, little things like that. Yeah, but uh, no, I hadn't heard of that ghost story. They're called ghost thing. stories. It's called ghost okay. stories. Um, also known as ghosts at school. So I'm just going to do a little Wikipedia read here. Um, okay. The series was licensed for the North American market by ADV Films, whose English dub replaced the original script with a comedic one. And I guess that's all they kind of say about it. But I've seen it, and it's nonsense. <laughs> that, that seems um, like a forgiving uh, description based on what what you were saying before. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's such a bizarre thing to watch. You can watch the first episode on YouTube. It's very weird, because obviously the people who are voicing it have no idea where the plot is going as it progresses, <laughs> and so they just yeah. kind of have to make up emergency kind of uh, connecting tissue. Yeah, good times. Good times. Yeah, I, I, I'm a go. I'm probably going to go and watch that now. That sounds hilarious. Yeah. Like, another aspect of this of this whole thing um, that was worth sort of discussing, I, I don't know how relevant I guess it is now, but... um. If the videos are still sort of there, I probably should have checked. Uh, <laughs> so back back when um, Yu-Gi-Oh! The Bridge series sort of started and then these other ones off sort of spawned off of it, I think the particularly the Dragon Ball one uh, started to become almost more popular. Yeah. And this weird sort of war between the, the Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh, and God. Dragon Ball Bridge series fandoms <laughs> began and, and the creators... Okay. The creators were sort of fine with it, and they just sort of occasionally poked jokes at each other. But I, I got the impression that that was mostly from in good fun, but... The, the actual fans, because, of course, it's the internet, got uh, really aggressive and sort of started this this whole war between the shows. It's a weird thing to happen, isn't it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> especially when the Dragon Ball Z abridged series obviously spawned from the Yu-Gi-Oh! one. Because uh, I, I remember I, I remember I was very into the Yu-Gi-Oh! one and had never watched the Dragon Ball one. And I remember seeing a lot of Dragon Ball fans who were like, oh, the Yu-Gi-Oh! one is just a, a, a crappy version of the Dragon Ball one. Mm. And I don't get the impression that a lot of the Dragon Ball fans actually knew that, that theirs had sort of come second or, or maybe they just <laughs> you know, didn't care. But, um, I mean, it was just, it was great because the, the comment sections on all the, the Yu-Gi-Oh! The Abridged series videos had just sort of eventually devolved into people like yelling at each other and calling each other Nazis uh, and Hitler. And... It is a product of its time, isn't it? Of like this <laughs> 10 years ago internet culture. So something that we should touch on for this, which I i don't think we actually did, was there's the main like series abridging the main Yu-Gi-Oh! series, but then 
the creator, whose name is Little Karibo, I think. Um, yeah. Branched out and did some of the other things as well. Have you seen any of these, like the Yu-Gi-Oh! abridged movies and stuff like that? I saw... I remember one of the last ones I saw, he did... So it turned out Yu-Gi-Oh! had like a season zero that was only released in Japan. <laughs> no English dub. Yeah. And Ooh. and so he did that. Um, I don't think he'd done uh, any movies or anything, but he, he had done a few like... So by this point, Yu-Gi-Oh! the show had finished and it had been replaced with like, I, I don't even remember what it was called, but it was like Yu-Gi-Oh! but they all had to play on motorcycles for some reason. And yeah, he did yeah. like an episode no, or two of that. How else are you meant to play cards except on a motorcycle? Like, <laughs> <for real? laughs> it, like, it was very confusing because I remember seeing some of it on, um, on, on the morning TV and just right. sort of watching it and trying to figure out why <laughs> the show had decided that bicycles were needed, especially because... Like, really, these sorts of shows, like Yu-Gi-Oh! and stuff, are designed to sell toys or whatever. Toys. Like, like yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh! Totally. the show is designed to sell the card game. So, I mean, were they selling were they selling motorbike merchandise? I don't know. Were they selling bikes to kids? <laughs> like, how, how did that help? Like, um, I remember in Yu-Gi-Oh! the show, in the later season, they added, like, the the thing they wore on their wrists um, yeah, that holds the, like, all their cards. Yeah, set thing. Yeah, so bizarre. It's like this bulky, big huge plastic thing that run, runs along your forearm i don't even know yeah. how to describe it but it's huge and they but they started selling those in uh i mean they had them in kmarts and stuff here in, in australia yeah and uh a friend of mine had one and we, we were <laughs> I playing think I had we, one back in the day we were playing Yu-Gi-Oh cards together and and he sort of at first he was like oh yeah you can use mine and i was like so excited because like but then like after about two minutes in my arm <laughs> was so bloody off. sore i'll just keep my cards on the table thanks i don't need yeah. my own half table it, stuck on my arm to keep it was on. such a great idea for about two oh. minutes and then of course yeah. these card games go for like 15 to 20 <laughs> and i'm just standing there with the sorest bloody arm uh, yeah good old times yeah i don't know i feel like there's a lot of nostalgia baked into this I mean, into the whole Yu-Gi-Oh! IP, as well as just the abridged series for me. Like, I, it's hard to divorce it from that and see how much actual creative merit it has. I mean, I enjoy it, so obviously that counts, but <laughs> it's, it's a weird thing. I, I did used to do sort of big watches of Yu-Gi-Oh! the abridged series with a lot of friends and stuff, and, and particularly friends who mm. weren't as into, say, or who weren't at all into the card game or yeah. the, the show or anything. And, I mean, they found it funny as well just because a lot of the jokes – are pop culture based yeah, so sure. the the age is probably the problem now but definitely it just just the pop culture jokes alone can get someone through it yeah i guess it's it, it kind of has the same vibe as a so bad it's good kind of movie thing yeah a little bit um cool do you have anything else you want to say about it watch it it's good it's online it's free check it out i'll probably have a link to it in the show description yeah well, well we should notes. link to the first episode or something no the 10th episode jump you right into the good yeah. stuff <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah I mean, because this is definitely a show. I mean, I think the first one is probably one of the best episodes. It's not one of those things where you have to watch mm. five or six before it's good. Yeah, totally. It's not an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Well, yeah, we'll link it in the show notes and you can check it out and uh, leave your comments on the Reddit thread. Um, actually, yeah, you, could, you should follow us on Twitter and Facebook if you want to interact with the show. You can leave us a review on iTunes as well, which we would really appreciate. Um, a good five-star review would be helpful. Or, sh- or uh, tell your friends to listen to Media MD. Actually, here's something. Something that I've done recently. Whenever I want to recommend something to somebody, it's often something that we've done an episode of the podcast about. So I just get them to listen to that episode <laughs> of the podcast to see if they'd like it or not. So maybe that's something you guys should do with your friends. Um, you can check out our website, which has links to all the things I just mentioned, as well as links to our discussion threads, um, where you can leave comments 
on maybe Princess Bride if you're reading it along, and we'll read some of those comments out in the show next week. Um, yeah, the website has discussion threads, ways to contact us, and all of the previous clues for the Media MD ARG. You can help us figure out just who is Dr. MD and why is his in so America. Elliot, why don't you tell us this week's clue? Ah, uh, crochet. Crochet, good. And we will see you guys next week.